0: Nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s, what a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast, starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman.
1: I'm Steve that's right the stories are real or at least how our shaky brains continue to keep them <laughs> at this point they're just stories kids
0: I like that my brain feels shaky right now that's true <laughs> uh, we're here to tell stories that only too long time best friends can so
1: join us as we take a tippy trippy tiptoe <laughs> down memory lane and Jeremy and I knew that when we started this show mm-hmm that we were going to end up talking a lot about sort of fumbles with girls. Yes. <laughs> just that's, sort of, cause that's just a huge part of the high school,
0: middle school and adolescent experience. It sure is. And um, uh, an ongoing theme as well with this show while we're recording during a pandemic is that I can't imagine what flirting is like right now for teenagers oh my God. with Ugh. half of them being home at, for, you know, uh, school at home and the COVID business. So uh, we feel for you kids. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, So this week, we are talking, Jarman mentioned about flirting. And to open it up, uh, German, I wanted to ask you, when was the first time that you had the realization that a girl was flirting with you?
0: So the earliest I can remember is probably fifth grade. uh, There was a girl we'll call Jenny, and uh, she had the same birthday as me. And when you're in fifth grade, that means a whole hell of a lot. Oh, my God. You're we are main for each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously we're fated to be in love. And it's the first time I getting my, you know, bearings as hormones are first starting in fifth grade and <laughs>
1: pistons just getting
0: going. Yeah. And I, but I had an innocent crush on her and I noticed talking with her like other kids, like we always did. But suddenly I noticed there was something extra with her conversation with me that she was like really into me, like not just as a friend, maybe something else. Is that what that's about? And I was just figuring it out. And so we dated as it were in fifth grade because we held hands and stuff and i had my first i don't call it my first kiss but like a first peck in the pool party we were at once and i was just like oh my god and then we went down the slide at school and they said that meant we were married it was really cute that's Um, right and her and i just stayed you know good acquaintances throughout the rest of schools uh schooling but um she i remember it actually ended because jenny uh kissed like a full on kissed a guy in sixth grade when we went to sixth grade and I was like, Oh, this is over. This is over. So (laughs) that's my first experience with flirting
1: (laughs) over. And you pumped your hair and (laughs) walked away. That's
0: right. (laughs) So what was your first experience with flirting? Mine. um,
1: There was this girl uh, who was sort of friend of friend and we chatted a lot online as we talked about last week in the early days of the Internet, mm-hmm. uh, when, f- when you could type and be perfect and, like, say the smart right thing most of the time because you had time. Mm-hmm. And um, me and this girl, Catherine, we'll call her, um, went to a, or we, we'd been chatting for weeks and then I got invited to a party that was not one I would normally have been invited to. In retrospect, I think I was invited because of her. Realistically, mm. it was with a crew I didn't really hang out with.
0: What grade was this?
1: This would have been eighth grade. This was the summer before ninth grade.
0: Oh, big time. Okay.
1: Big time, big time. <laughs> right, right, right. Like what a pivotal summer. <laughs> so this is that summer. We talk a lot. I get invited to this party. We go, her and I like chat and are having fun. And at so th- this girl, Catherine, and I don't remember, if you remember her. She was very, very cute. Yeah. And very smart. And later on, went on to be just a full on Fox, like just realistically, just a full on Fox. And she was at that time, what I would have considered out of my league that I, I wasn't nervous around her because I didn't even think it was a possibility.
0: Right. I know the thing. (laughs) I know how that is.
1: Like it's worse around girls. You think you have a chance with than it is around ones that, you know, you don't have a chance with hmm <laughs> and she was on this girl so i was able to be funny and i remember that we we talked a lot and laughed a lot um and at the end of the party i remember i had to go and get to my bike because i had to get home by like nine or something on my bike <laughs> 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 and she came out front with me and like said good night to me and in retrospect now i look back and i'm like oh i should have like fish for a kiss like that was that like she was into me we we're just clueless there is no other reason why those events would have happened unless she was into me and I didn't make a move? And I remember, like later in that weekend when the party happened, hearing through the grapevine that people thought that we had been kissing or something. Oh, because someone heard she had a crush on me. Hmm. And I remember going like, "Oh, do I call her? Do I talk to her? Oh my god!" <laughs> and then, and then going to camp like the next day for a week. <laughs> This, this is be, this is being a 13 year old angsty trying to get it so i remember being like it's okay she's still gonna like you when you get back
0: nah a week so is like I a get year back,
1: I, right i started chatting with her and i was like so i heard you're crushing me she's like i did i'm like did she's like yeah but that was you know that was a while ago i'm like what, what do you mean
0: the tide changed like, quickly could,
1: it could be that way again she's like i don't probably i don't think so I was
0: like, oh, okay Missed your opportunity. Uh, at yeah.
1: <laughs> the time, I was just so clueless because I, did, I didn't even register that there was a chance it was going to happen.
0: <laughs> well, a very similar thing, uh, like you mentioned about not even being nervous around a girl you think you have no chances with at that age, was a girl in our drama department we'll call Constance who I thought was just beautiful. She was uh, two years older and I would hang out with her and the plays we were in and uh, Steve already knew her before that. Cause he was in theater for like a year before I was. Oh yeah. 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 And uh, then I find out while well, I'm at your house, while your brother is there through some kind of text message from her best friend that she had a crush on me. And I was like, what? And I think I told this story a little bit the last time we talked about dating because it took me by surprise. And I, cause I was just so clueless to those signs for someone I thought was totally out of my league. It's when it wasn't. Yeah, even, she
1: was two years older and she was, she was way more attractive.
0: She was than beautiful. You. And so it's I was just,
1: like, <laughs> it's just the reality. I was I'm like still
0: super it. skinny and nerdy and like, just like never even imagined that was a possibility. And then she hey, I, it hey, blew my mind. I'm
1: not saying you're an uggo or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> she was gorgeous.
0: Exactly. Um, Still a beautiful <laughs> woman to this day, but I'm actually still friends with her to this day. She's a great person. Um, But uh, yeah, so that was an example of just like missing flirting entirely because we didn't know how to do it yet. You know,
1: (laughs) here's something I remember about that scenario that that you and I had really struggled with. So you ended up dating Constance Mm. and Constance had this really good friend called Rebecca Mm -hmm. and Rebecca dated this kid who for a long time you considered like your arch nemesis and you guys dated these girls at the same time and because of that ended up spending a lot of time
0: together. That's right. I couldn't stand that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and since we're not using names here, that kid got some karma in his direction because later on that kid went to work for a politician, like a, either a state representative or a senator on a national level, not on the local level. And yeah, he got
1: caught up in some stuff. He ended
0: up stealing he made, money. He made
1: some bad choices.
0: Stealing money from the... the, the <laughs> the politician to use for him and his girlfriend. So karma comes back around, but he's, he's not a terrible person. It's just that he's, he was, he's kind got of, a kid now he's getting on with his life. Yeah. I hope he's doing well now. And he's just, he was kind of a jerk back then. And I was my arch nemesis. That's absolutely correct. I forgot. About him and I,
1: that. I had ups and downs because him and I had kind of different relationships. Cause we had like him and I went to church together. Mm, I forgot about that. And so we had sort of that side. And then when we got to school, it was like a very different dynamic. And then through theater, we ended up hanging out more. And becoming, I would say, friends. Right. Um, but and a while a lot of people had a bad flavor of him, I always sort of was a proponent.
0: Because you saw him. a better side of him, I'm guessing, from church and everything. Yeah.
1: And, like, and not only that, but even because he was very involved in student government at the time. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, but it was one of those things where people didn't necessarily like him. But I knew that if he got it, he would work the living crap out of it. And that's why I always voted for Money Ran for stuff because I knew that he would work the living crap out of it.
0: It's like he was almost trying to. Get along with every group by being snarky and kind of that sarcastic kind of guy and just as a consequence kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But he still kind of made his way into most groups like the popular kids and then the, the drama dorks and that kind of thing. So he kind of he like, was
1: like us. He floated. He yeah. floated,
0: but just in a way that made everyone kind of uncomfortable. But yet he still made his way into those groups. It was very strange. That's what those dynamics were back
1: then. <laughs> Man, stories we didn't think we were going to tell. Yeah, exactly. You ended up spending a good amount of time with him.
0: <laughs> I really didn't want to.
1: I got to tell another story and it's not on, it's on topic. Never mind. It is on topic. Perfect. Oh my God. It's on topic. Uh, I didn't even realize until I just thought about what the story was. <laughs> so uh, there was one night where we went out to steak and shake and I was the fifth wheel, mm. which I had become accustomed to because there was a while where you were dating Constance and Rebecca was dating bill. Mm-hmm. So they were always together and you guys were always together as the two couples. And I was always like the tag along. Yeah, <laughs> because I never had a girlfriend. So we're at Steak and Shake, like late on a Saturday or something, and we're on a on a table. I'm at the end of the booth, and another group of young people, maybe oh, yes. six or seven of them, come in, and there's a few couples, and there's a girl at the end of the table who looks like I'm in her league, and
0: she appears yeah, to be by herself so like she's not with she one of the guys. By
1: herself, she doesn't appear to be attached to anybody. She's a little chubby and cute. And so I shoot her a few smiles. Mm. And if I think she's I think she's smiling back. But then she starts talking to people at the table or someone notices and they start talking and I can from the my end of the table I can see this is going bad. Uh-oh. And so I remember one of the guys came over and said something and I remember So this is tough when you're young. When you're young and you know how to speak sincerely and eloquently, people think you're being a dick.
0: Yes, I had that problem my <laughs> whole life.
1: <laughs> so I, I remember, and I don't remember this, I remember genuinely apologizing. Mm-hmm. Saying like, I am sorry if I made you uncomfortable. I'm sorry if you are with someone. I did not mean to offend you. Mm-hmm. That was not my intention. And I remember that just amped them up. Is so it, we go yeah. to leave. They quickly check out. And then all of a sudden, we're going out to the car and they're pulling their car in behind us so we can't leave. Ugh. Yep. We have made, I've made no threats on anyone. I have done nothing but apologize and try to like walk away from the situation. And (laughs) I remember you were with me and I was like, Jarman, I don't think is going to get into a fight if this goes down.
0: I mean, I'd been in a couple think, of fights at that point, but I didn't want to get I, I in a fight. I
1: think you would, I think you'd be more likely to try to call the cops like rational Jarman. <laughs> possibly. I, I think would work. It Cause there way. were a lot of guys. That, there was like three or four I knew guys. There were three or four guys. I knew Bill would jump in, but mm-hmm. he was not a big guy. Pretty tiny. And I knew Bill's girlfriend would jump in. Oh, I knew Rebecca would jump in. She's a badass Go crazy. <laughs> she's a
0: And she always wore giant <laughs> was, boots too. She
1: was a tall girl too. Yeah. Oh she, yeah. Um, and so I remember Taking off my huge brown leather jacket and straightening up and handing it to you <laughs> yeah. and saying, "Looks like we're gonna have a fight." And I turned around and squared up with this guy who I was five or six inches taller than.
0: Oh yeah, because you were six two and just back got, then, right? And just <laughs> got ready,
1: and I was probably six at that point. At uh, that point, okay, five eleven or six. So I just got ready, and these guys shaped up. And I remember one of their girlfriends finally like talked some sense into them. <laughs> and, and they finally got in their car and went. And that was like the closest I've ever been to a genuine fight in my life.
0: Well, especially like three on three, because like me and Bill were not gonna look like losers in front of our, you know, girlfriends there in <laughs> case something went down. <laughs> so we were gonna do something <laughs> if we had to, but we didn't want to. Maybe. <laughs> but no. I mean, no, I all I remember oh, yeah. is that I remember you you straightening up because he was still talking shit, and then he, you straightened up all the way to your full height, and then he was like, "Oh, okay, never mind." <laughs>
1: yeah, for people that know me, I'm very tall, but I had a lot of short friends, and so I like just kind of got into this hunch mm-hmm. to talk more normally with people, and so because of that, you know, I can go from five ten to six two and a half in about a second.
0: And because you're the Bauman family trait of just a giant barrel chest. And so you, when you stand up, it's yes. like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Um, but yeah, I just remember being ready. Yep. That was a weird situation. Yeah, they were
1: probably going to beat me, but uh, my so, dad taught me if you have a reason to hurt, if you have a reason to hit someone, you hit them so it hurts.
0: Oh, yeah. My dad taught me that too and try to hit them as I hard know. as you can in the nose. they'll mm-hmm. They'll bleed a lot, but they'll be okay. Um, And they'll scare the crap out of
1: <laughs> Much more specific advice from her father.
0: <laughs> well, he'd been in a lot of fights. Uh, and he's just like, just punch him in the nose really hard. And then they'll bleed a lot. It'll scare them. And they'll go home. Whereas it's probably easily fixable. But, you know, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah. All because I was like flirting and making eyes at a girl.
0: And we made jokes for years after that saying, are you looking at me funny? Are you looking at me funny? <laughs>
1: I remember, I remember Billy on like, can't go very far in life without looking at people. <laughs> you just kept amping them up.
0: <laughs> it was ridiculous. So flirting, I want to take this into college where I it. was suddenly not looking so like a skinny, sickly kid anymore. And I looked like more like an adult and I was had more confidence and then I was just flirting with anyone who I came in contact with. I was just like, especially if they showed a glimmer of interest, I just laid it on thick. And it was a terrible way to go about doing things. As a consequence, I ruined relationships I tried to have. I didn't have as many meaningful relationships as I would have liked during college. I'm happy that I did what I did so I can end up where I am now with my lovely girlfriend. But I think I wish I could have gone back and told people how to flirt and told myself how to flirt back then, which is you don't need all this attention and don't flirt with someone just because you think they're physically attractive, because also it won't usually get you very far. Like, especially if you're not like a, a male model yourself, um, that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really matter as long as you're talking to someone that you can have inroads with so that there's something that you genuinely have in common. Even if they're way more attractive than you, you'll have a conversation they're suddenly interested in and you'll develop a natural relationship from there. And afterwards, I You can use that for evil, too, if you want to. You can just hit on girls that you know you have something in common with for the sole purpose of sleeping with them. That's terrible. But you can do that. And it works much better than what I see a lot of men, even to this day in my age and older, who are perpetually single because they flirt with anyone they just find attractive. And they're like, they wonder why they're still single. They're a good guy. And it's like because you're not bringing anything to the table that interests that woman in talking with you further. And I wish I could have known that in my youth, and I would have been much more happy and successful. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, because that's the big thing. Is always not out of your league, but just because, just because they're attractive to you, you have to have something beyond that to flirt properly. Bringing it back to the topic oh, yeah. at hand, I don't know.
1: No, I had. I I can think of one case of that in college. Right, a girl who I had like kind of dated through a string of girls where I dated one and then met her friend and then dated her <laughs> and then had met this third friend and it looked like we were going to date we I mean, gotten <laughs> cuddly and that kind of stuff um, and and I remember that she was really really smart like I remember identifying immediately that she was way smarter than me but not only that she had such a different breadth of knowledge than me mm. she was just she just had a lot more books in her and a lot more classics and a lot more stuff that I had no bearing on. Different set of knowledge. Yeah. Just a different set. Like, cause you know, my, own was like, I had an old TV jingles and shit. Like that's what I got. around. <laughs> useful. <laughs> <laughs> she had like Play-Doh and useful things. <laughs> um, and and I remember just, gra- just constantly feeling like I was drowning and grasping at straws to try to like make it happen when really I should have just realized like we have nothing in common right and if we can't if i haven't found a road that we can
0: meet on yet then i just need to let go and that's important that you said there let go because some men think that that's a woman rejecting them when no, it's just that you didn't let go when you're supposed to, you know, it's it's not all about you and you getting rejected. It's about you're not supposed to be talking to this woman in that way. Maybe you can be friends, but you can tell there's no inroads and you're still trying. Why are you doing that to yourself? (laughs) Well, in
1: this case, though, like things had gotten a little bit amorous and cuddly and and sort of thing. So there hadn't it's not like there, there hadn't been at least that interest. And there's, there's room for, like I, I
0: was that unrequited crazy person. Right. And there's room for, for hookups with people that you don't have a ton in common with. I mean, yeah. I've had my share of those and there there's value in that. Um, it's just don't act like it's a rejection when they don't love you because it's like, there's We're nothing, right. you know, <laughs> that's all I get upset about with some of my friends or men. I just hear like on, you know, on television or on TV show, like big bang theory does it a lot with, um, we're watching rewatching that again because uh, and with Polly, the character on there, he's just constantly mm-hmm. just getting upset because girls reject him. It's like, no, you just keep going after people that you don't you have no business being with. Not because they're out of your league, but you have nothing in common with them. <laughs> I don't mean to harp on this too long, but it just it pisses me off.
1: I, I think my, my last story is about flirting that I turned down, mm. which for high school, Steve was probably rare. Um, So there was this girl. I'm just going to call her Jane because I literally, like, I can't even make up a fake name. I can't even change her name because I don't remember it. (laughs) Um, We had a few classes together in ninth grade. I think we had like beginners acting in ninth grade. And she was really tomboyish and had like crazy teeth, like those canines that come out real far. Hmm. And I remember we had kind of talked and joked in class. And someone told me, she like had a friend tell me that that she had a crush on me. Mm. And I remember I had no interest, like zero interest. <laughs> and I remember for like a week and a half straight or two weeks straight, we that bus that went from the ninth grade center to the high school, that afternoon bus, like the activity bus, sh- she rode on that for something. And I remember she would like sit near me and try to sit next to me and put arms around me and... Um, and I remember a couple of times getting off the bus her trying to like hold my hand and me dropping it and me just having zero interest.
0: That's pretty aggressive for a
1: like ninth just grader.
0: Zero
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness uh, interest. Um and that was that. But I remember like having to solidly just just shut this girl that down because I had nothing like even ninth grade, like nervous, you know, any girl, I just had zero interest.
0: Yeah. I mean, that happens. I think we can talk more about that on the crushes episode. I want to do because I think there's something Ooh. different to talk about when it involves crushes, unrequited love on our parts, and uh, people <laughs> who like crushes on us that we weren't interested a, in. But yeah, uh,
1: overt flirting that I was like, oh, no, thank you.
0: Yeah, the most overt flirting that I've had, because um, I obviously was in the theater department like you were, Steve, but not at a Christian school, <laughs> was there's <laughs> I I mostly am friends with gay men and their friends and go to a lot of parties with gay people because that's my I'm in theater and I love it. They're great, you know. Almost all my guy friends in Orlando are gay and it's it's wonderful, but you know, at, through the years, I had a lot of people hitting on me because. First of all, I'm not like I don't come across as the most machismo guy in the world, and I'm you know I'm okay with that. And I also have a lot of gay friends, and so when I go to a party with all my gay friends, my married you know friends, stuff like that, they assume oh he's probably gay too, and so that's the most unrequited flirting.
1: Embrace your sacred feminine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, my Gaia. Um, But it's just I don't see the thing is so many men are terrified of that. Like, but what are they so scared of? If a guy flirts with you and you're not gay, that's where it ends. Like. He's not going to attack you or something. You just say, oh, like," and you finally have cut thrums through conversation that you're talking. You can let go like my girlfriend or um, I really liked this girl or put it out there or just tell him straight up like, hey, just put it, just so you know, so you don't waste your time, buddy. I'm not gay because I'd, I'd want the same thing if I was hurting with a girl and she was a lesbian and I was flirting with her for two hours and she never told me she was a lesbian. That would be kind of, but, you know, for people like Sean Vanderloo, that works out. That's right. <laughs> But anyway, in like
1: middle school, going to high school, I had like a year long thing with this girl who turned out to be a lesbian.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember.
1: Kat. I remember we talked like nightly and she was with a guy and left him and we talked and and talked to me about dating and went to a party and and had a confusing kiss during spin the bottle like you do. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Uh, and looked like we were going to date and then didn't. And then I remember her like being very open with me of like that. She was questioning her sexuality in like the ninth grade. I remember her telling me this like on the phone and me just not. I, you know, I did not have the emotional maturity at the time. Right. To deal with that. And on top of get over the fact that she was basically telling me that she wasn't going to be interested in me.
0: Right. It's like two like things petulant,
1: at once. Petulant, thirteen-year-old Steve didn't have the emotional maturity to handle that.
0: Yeah, it takes a, a little more maturity and age to kind of just be like, okay, I'm a step back from that because that's you had a, a lot of feelings for. Her, you know, it's hard to break yeah, that yeah, away. Yeah.
1: But it was—it's was just one of those things. That at, the, at the time, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, there's no way I was big enough to handle that.
0: So, did you stay friends with her eventually?
1: Kinda. I mean, her and I spoke a couple times through the rest of high school, but really not after tenth grade.
0: Gotcha. What would your uh, uh, advice be to your younger self about flirting? Would you change anything?
1: So I think that that we will, I think, have another episode um, Mm -hmm. that I I think we'll all just entitle catty, uh, like, caddishness. Uh-huh. Because you and I both had some very catty streaks.
0: Oh, Yeah. Meaning not oh, caddy yeah. like and caddy like oh we're talking about people, but like no cads. like we're like
1: we're filthy horish cads. Yes, exactly like that kind of <laughs> cad. So I think we'll do another episode on that. But I think the 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 really the lesson there is that like flirting can have consequences, mm-hmm. and flirting can have emotions wrapped up on it in it. It's right. So don't don't do it flippantly or because you can.
0: Right, and I would say that uh. Even when I got a little better and got out of college, and I wasn't such a cad anymore, I still was. I learned to be just friendly with women and appreciate them for who they were. Go figure. Through years of therapy and understanding how my brain works, and and the problem I encountered a lot is that almost any woman who I treated that friendly, that with that friendliness, they started developing a crush on me. And it, because so many men I think out there would never treat a woman that nicely unless they want to get in their pants, I guess. And so. Once I become a good guy, I was suddenly was then thrown into temptation again because people were like them sh- professing their affections for me. I'm like, no, no, I just wanted to be your friend. I was being nice, <laughs> but I, right. I probably was giving mixed signals by accident. It probably was my fault, too, but it's just that can be a danger as well. So it's because most men are terrible. So that's the way it goes. I mean, I mean, yes, most men are terrible. It's, it's accurate.
1: <laughs> well, I think that brings us in t- to the end of another episode of the sappy Crap podcast.
0: That's right. Uh do you know what we're doing next time? I don't know what we're doing next time.
1: I don't know what we're doing next time. We come up with it on the fly. It, maybe something will happen in the world and it'll spring something up. Maybe we'll talk about our whorishness in high school. <laughs> maybe we can talk about contemptuous crushes. Possibly. Who knows? But join us here on the Sappy Crap Podcast.
0: Right. Thanks for joining us on this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by a play on nerds.